0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles Today's topic is flowing from understanding And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo
1: to read you something from the Gospel of John. I'm reading from the Kiboros manuscript in Aramaic, text that was found and translated by the Yonan Codex Foundation into English, very beautifully done. This is from John chapter 5. Christ is speaking. He says, I cannot from my own selfhood undertake anything, but even while I am hearing I condemn, and my decision is just, for I do not seek that my own will be done, but rather the will of him who sent me. He said, I cannot from my own selfhood undertake anything, but even while I am hearing, I condemn, and my decision is just, for I do not seek that my own will be done, but rather the will of him who sent me. I cannot from my own selfhood undertake anything. That's very beautiful. Now that is something to be pondered and thought about. Christ said, I cannot from my own selfhood undertake anything. Have you ever, for example, if you're a sensitive soul, and we are when we're little children, and then we lose it, but some of us get it back. Some of us never lose it totally. We're always sensitive souls. And we don't feel right about making predictions, you know, boldly saying that something's going to happen or something's not going to happen. I've never, never felt at ease doing that. And I've always had a sense that whenever, when I do things, it's when I do something of my own will it's not so good sometimes. And I always have trepidation over undertaking anything of myself. And so, Christ said, of myself, I can undertake nothing. Well, he understood that if anything good is going to happen, it has to come from the Father and be the Father's will and flow, flow from inner insight, inner realization, flow from understanding. And always, like one little step at a time, and always checking with your conscience as you move. And then when the door opens, then you go through the door, and you wait for the door to open. So, I think this is very important. Most of us, we are fixated to other people. We want other people to acknowledge us to respect us, to admire us, to listen to us. And even when we we are speaking something that's true, we want to add something to it to get people to believe what we're saying, to get people to buy into what we're saying, to get people not to reject what we're saying, not to scoff at what we're saying. And so a lot of us spend a lot of time trying to get ourselves into a position where people will listen to us, And we'd like it to be where they listen to us and say, oh, yes, that's true. But the only problem with that is, number one, can you see how you're you're adding effort, you're adding will? You're trying to get other people to believe in you where Christ said, of myself, I can undertake nothing. I can't undertake anything, he said. It's a very, very important point. Very subtle, but very important. You must learn to move with the right energy. But you can't have the right energy until you have the right attitude. An attitude of no attitude. An attitude of only wanting what is right to prevail, justice to prevail, what is good, what is fair to prevail, and get your ego out of the way. And then you will see that of yourself you can do nothing. You want to be a part of God's plan. And everything will work out without you having to try to make things happen. And then you'll see magic in your life. You'll see your kids get better. You'll see your relationship improve. You'll see a lot of your tension and nervousness and frustration disappear. And life will be sweet. All because you understood what Christ said. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that. Or I'm a that or I'm a this, all it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind, that's all it does. I don't need any labels, I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk, and if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. face a delicate moment with your wife or your children or your husband, with your beloved family, you're better off not having a plan. You're better off not having a preconceived notion of what you're going to say. You're better off just to hear what they have to say without without having any prejudgment, and then just flow from what is right in the moment. Flow from what is right in that moment. And if you don't know what to say, then just don't say anything. Christ said of myself, I cannot undertake anything. He understood that. He understood that it's folly. Folly to try. try. There you go, to try. Now, I was listening to a preacher the other day on the radio, a very famous one. He says a lot of good things. But I noticed that it was, well, I guess he was giving a sermon, so most of what is on the radio now from him are recorded sermons. You know, he he makes a little introduction, a little, I don't know, five-minute introduction with some announcer there, and then they talk about what it's going to be, but then what it actually is is a sermon. So, it was where he was standing in the pulpit, and there were a whole bunch of people there in the church, and then he was... But you know what he, he always does? He always yells. He's always yelling, yelling. And so, he... He's trying to get people to buy what he's saying, or to buy the truth, if it is the truth. Some of the things he says are are true, but you see the the added energy? Can you see that by trying to convince the people, he's doing it of himself? He's doing it of himself. Now, he may not realize what he's, he may not realize, I'm sure he doesn't realize it. By adding that energy to try to convincing pe- to try to convince people to try to get them to see what he's saying, or to try to get them to believe what he's saying. That energy that he's adding means that it's from himself, and so therefore it's empty, and it's not from God. Can you see that? Can you see the importance of not adding anything extra, and just. Speaking the plain and simple truth is very important. So, why is he yelling? Well, he thinks that he's trying to convince them. Have you ever tried to convince someone? Have you ever, for example, you were talking in a, I don't know, an argument with someone? I don't mean mean angry argument, but I just mean over some point. And so you try to convince them and the more you try the less they're convinced have you ever noticed that the very the very trying actually defeats your purpose well there's there's wisdom in that so that doesn't mean throwing in the towel either and walking away and never never um saying what's true or never opposing what's wrong but you have to learn how to do it properly not with added willfulness see not with added willfulness and so, I want you to remember that now, when you're dealing with your family, with your loved ones. Of course, you can say the truth, or you even should say the truth. It's, it's got to be spontaneous and without any added, anything added. And don't try to convince them. See, if what you say is true, what, what, is it? what are the beautiful words in the um, Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident. See, truth is self-evident. It's like math. Can, could you imagine a math teacher that was yelling, that was trying to present uh, some topic in math, and he was yelling, trying to convince them? Believe me! Well, that would be silly, wouldn't it? It would be very silly. Instead, he simply presents the material in an orderly fashion, and then sometimes the students get it. Oh, I get it. That's the, That's what's good is when they get it. Well, the truth is something like that. You have to get it. You have to see it for yourself. People have to see for themselves. You can't force people to see it. And trying to make them see it means you're just undertaking it from yourself. Christ said of myself, I can undertake nothing. Do you understand that? You have to just simply state your points without embellishment. Now, you see what happens is when you try to convince people. Let's say you had a lot of energy and you try to convince them and they're not convinced. Well, then what happens? You feel defeated. And that's when you might even throw in the towel. Can you see how being feeling defeated and throwing in the towel comes from having tried to convince them in the first place? The truth is self-evident. When you when there's an opportunity for you to say something, but don't force it. Don't try to make it happen. Just kind of be there. And when there's an opportunity and it just is the right moment and the timing is right, and you just say it. It's like it just bubbles out. You didn't even pre-plan it. There it is. And that's that's the magic right there because it's not of yourself. You didn't put any will into it because if you put the slightest bit of will into it, If you put the slightest bit of embellishment in it, of yourself in it, then you know what? Then people will will end up either buying you or rejecting you. They'll buy you or reject you. Do you see how that defeats it? You don't want them caught up with you. You don't want them buying you or rejecting you. You simply present the truth and let them deal with the truth. Perhaps see the truth. It's that simple. You don't want them buying you or rejecting you. You see how that works. So therefore, Christ said of myself, I can undertake nothing. This is very, very, very powerful. Now, do you understand why you must go through life? Don't try to make things happen. Don't try to predict the future. Don't try to make people see the truth give them space, and don't affirm truth as if you were God. Don't say, oh, this is true, and that is true. Just realize things, and state your points simply if if it's timely, and if you are moved to do so. But for sure, don't be forming judgments about other people. He's good, he's bad. Can you see how, when you see in, in the inner life, you see someone's making an error. You just see it, that's all. But it's not where you formed a judgment as if you were God. You see? It's very subtle. We play God and we don't even realize it. God is the one whose will must be done. See? And his will is done when you don't seek to do your own will, when you don't try to impress people, when you don't try to change their mind, when you don't try to convince them when you don't try to do anything to them, when you have no opinion, you don't have any self-image you're trying to maintain, and you just go through life as a simple person. Occasionally you say something, and if it's true, it's true. It's that simple. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships? My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com.
0: Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com
1: Christ said, I cannot from my own selfhood undertake anything, but even while I am hearing, I condemn And my decision is just, for I do not seek that my own will be done, but rather the will of him who sent me. That's today's theme. Do you notice something else that Christ said? He said, the will of him who sent me. That's very interesting. Christ did not even undertake his talking to people about the kingdom of God. his own. He was sent. God sent him. So it began with God. God sent him. You see, it's so beautiful. That's why we mustn't undertake, seek to undertake any bold thing on our own. You must. See, by not trying to impress people, by not trying to make something happen, then all of a sudden the timing is right, you sense that it's time to move, and you move. But you move with great power, but not your own power. You move with God's power. Now, here's another interesting thing. Don't try to figure things out. You see, there again, trying to figure things out. Instead, you should wait until you see. Wait until you see. Can you see the word try again? There's, there's that word try again. In other words, of your own will willfully trying to figure things out because when you do have you ever tried to figure something out then what do you get all you get is the same old same old whatever was in your in your brain that you was programmed in or that you heard or some odd notion or what someone said or you see you're much better off just leave it as a question until it answers itself you see that now one of the one of the tricks that is played upon us in life is that people challenge us, and they they tempt us to try. They tempt you to try. They tempt you to try to convince them, and a lot of times they're not even sincere. That's right. Have you ever been trying to make a point but you could see that they were just toying with you? They just wanted you to, to do a little song and dance for them? How many Have you ever had that feeling that people just wanted you to do a little song and dance for them? Watch out. Don't resent them. Don't resent them. But just see that that's the case. And so, you're better off just going about your business quietly and waiting to see what develops. Wait to see what develops. Something beautiful will come to pass with God's timing. See? And he's much smarter than you are. Much smarter. So... It's the same with your family. Many of you have messed your family up. How did you mess your family up? By meddling. Meddling, meddling, meddling. Trying to change them, trying to make something of them, trying to develop their character, trying to, all of these, trying to do things. So what did you do? All you did was tempt them to either buy you or reject you, to buy your message, your words, see but not because they saw it for themselves, but simply to please you or to get you off their back or for approval or so that you would stop pressuring them. Or you tempted them to reject you. If you were seeking to try to get them to do a good thing, why why your pressure might have caused them to go the other way, do the opposite. So what you did backfired, you see? So you have to learn to watch and observe, and wait for the right omen, the right timing. And then move in that moment without second-guessing yourself. It's very beautiful. Most of us, our timing is totally messed up. See, timing is an important factor, too. But our timing is messed up because we're always trying to make something happen. And then we mess it up, and then we try to fix it. And there again, we're trying to make something happen how much better it would be to go with the flow. Yeah, but not not go with the flow of what everybody else is doing and saying, but go with the flow of what you see is right, what you know is right in your heart. That's, you kind of go with the flow. And then you will notice that you won't be, you won't feel impelled or compelled to oppose other people. So that this is a very another very important point. The way you are now, you're so used to trying that when you see anything out in the world, you see somebody making a mistake or you see someone in society, you see people making a mistake one way or the other, you feel that you have to oppose them in some way. So you try to oppose them in some way, but all you're doing is tempting them to oppose you. See, And if they accepted you, they would be just accepting you and your words, but they wouldn't really have seen the truth for themselves. They wouldn't really have changed. But most likely, all you're doing is feeding their opposition, so they live off of opposing you. See, the more you try, the more they oppose you, and the more they frustrate you. See, you see other people do things, and a lot of the things that people do, don't worry about it. Even Paul said that. He said, you know... You know, some people eat this and they don't eat that. Or they don't eat this thing and they eat that thing. He said, don't worry about it. You know, just just um, it's not important. What is important is well, some mysterious way of imparting an awakening to, to people. But you're not going to wake people up by yelling at them or trying to seduce them into buying what you're saying. No, you won't. All You're most likely just to to either hypnotize them to buy you or to oppose you. It would be so much better to just go about your business. Whatever it is that God has you doing. <laughs> What's the old expression? Do the next. Whatever the next thing is, do Just do it. Always close to your conscience so you move from um, you move what's the word to say? Like a ballerina moves. You move gracefully, and it's beautiful, but without effort, without trying, and without pre-planning. And things come together, and things happen, and things develop. And other people, they just can't understand it, because to them, all they can do is plan, and try, and predict, and, and oppose, and fight, and rebel, and That's all they know. And, and of course, frustration and fatigue and upset. That's all they know. So show them a different way. Show them the way of flowing from within. And it might awaken them to see their own their own willfulness, their own impatience. See, there's another improper energy. Don't be impatient for good things to happen. Things will happen in God's time. Than his place. It's also living by faith. So don't be impatient to make things happen. Wait and watch. Because impatience is the energy of willfulness. Now do you see what Christ meant when he said of myself, I can undertake nothing, because he only wanted to do God's will. It's so beautiful. Remember when you were a little child, you weren't willful. Life was an adventure, a wonderful adventure, and you saw things and learned things and discovered things. And you moved, uh, actually, quite gracefully because it wasn't pre-planned and contrived and phony and hypocritical and trying to make an impression on people. You must learn to become like that again, Christ said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And now... Not only will you move spontaneously, but now you'll also move according to God's will. It's just beautiful. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. One of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, It's over 300 pages. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after. How to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the forever back in love. I think you'll really enjoy it. Have a light touch. Don't pressure your family. Just be happy to be with them and don't try to do anything to them. Remember, they're not perfect, but you're not either. But the good Lord, he can make everything good. And if you awaken them to realize God within, then that would be the most wonderful thing. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.